Hello friends and book lovers, welcome back to my channel. Thank you so much for watching or if you're listening by podcast, welcome to you. Thank you so much. Uh, if you have the opportunity, I would love it if you'd like, uh, subscribe to the channel and uh, share this with friends if you find it helpful. So today we are going to be looking at Dune Part 2, also known as Dune Messiah, the sequel to the sci-fi classic Dune. So Dune is part of a larger story. A lot of times we can easily just get so focused on book number one that we forget that there's a larger story taking place with Dune. And this is the follow-up, Dune Messiah. Now, if you read Dune, you know that Paul Atreides has become the emperor. He has uh, risen to status of Messiah. He is Maudib. He is the, the hero of... Dune, and he becomes the hero of the universe. We pick up with Dune Messiah 12 years later, and what's happened in the past 12 years since the end of Dune is Frank Herbert takes that Messiah savior trope that we saw in book one, and he inverts it. He takes this, and this isn't a spoiler warning, I don't think, but takes that idea that Paul rises from just a boy, not only to become uh, taking over his father for House Atreides and ruling over Dune, but also now becoming this godlike emperor of all the universe. In Dune Messiah, we see that change direction. He goes from this godlike figure, who's the emperor of the the universe, who's the most powerful. Uh, emperor in the history of the universe, and we see that begin to deteriorate uh, for a number of reasons. And one thing I love about this book in particular is how it uh, kind of deconstructs that Messiah trope, that Messiah figure story, where all of the, you kind of take the idea of uh, one person rising to that level of savior or a godlike figure and what is the natural end product of that going to the extreme and what we end up seeing is that under Mahdi Paul Atreides rule as emperor and this uh, religious godlike figure there arises this this galac galaxy-wide jihad which uh, takes billions of lives and really becomes uh, something of a negative, so much so that Paul now has many enemies rising up who want to dethrone him, who want to get rid of him. And just like in the first book, where there was a plot to assassinate his father, there is now a plot to assassinate Paul in Dune Messiah. And there, there's a couple little uh, offshoots of that conspiracy that are very interesting. And Another part that we see, another thing playing a large role in this book is Paul's relationship with his concubine Chani, who is also a Fremen, who is the, his true love. But because of political reasons, his actual wife is the former emperor's daughter. And he wants really nothing to do with the emperor's daughter, uh, does not want to bear children by her. She's more of a political figurehead. But. 
there is a behind-the-scenes conspiracy to keep Chani from having children and carrying on the Atreides line. And so, just like Dune, the first book, if you liked a lot of that uh, political uh, conspiracy, uh, people plotting together to overthrow, uh, that's back in full force here in Dune Messiah, with some interesting twists. Um, one of the key ways that the conspirators try to get to Paul in Dune Messiah is through, I won't give this part away, but through a forgotten friend of the past. Oh, not forgotten, but a, a friend from the past uh, comes on the scene and he is used as a in a weaponized form to try to assassinate Paul. And so there's some uh, interesting stories woven in there. Now, as much as I did like Dune Messiah, I uh, gave this four stars. I will say that it's not as rich or as in-depth as Dune was. Uh, Dune was just a masterpiece, uh, still probably holding top spot in my favorite book of all time. Uh, the first Dune book had a lot of political conspiracy. You have that, but a much more toned-down way. Uh, it's a, a smaller group as opposed to uh, this network of all of these uh, major households. Uh, you don't have as much world-building uh, because all of this takes place on Dune, and so you don't have uh, Kaladin, you don't have these other places that you have to establish, and you don't have to go into all the details establishing Dune as a planet because you've already done that. And so all of that groundwork was done so that this can really hit the ground running. And I've heard some negative things about Dune Messiah, and so I was a little bit leery going in, but I actually really enjoyed it. Uh, even if, if Dune was only a two-part series and, and this was the conclusion, um, may not have been the ending that I wanted, but it would have been a an understandable and satisfying ending. Uh, but this is just part two of several more books to come. And so with that, I, I think Dune Messiah is best looked at through the framework, uh, from what I understand. I haven't read Children of Dune yet, but it really just sets up Children of Dune. And so with that, I, I think as you understand that, to not expect this to just be a standalone or a completion of the Dune story. It's just step number two uh, in a prolonged series of stories and really sets up for book number three, Children of Dune. So if you like the first Dune book, uh, I really think you're going to like this one. Uh, it is has a lot of the same themes from the first book, but kind of in an inverted way. Uh, I think it holds true to the, the feel uh, from the characters to the plot of the first book. Uh, so I, I would highly recommend it is definitely if you enjoyed the first Dune book. If you didn't enjoy the first Dune book, um, this one's going to be a lot easier to read. Uh, I was actually very surprised at how quickly I read through this one. Uh, it was just a couple of days, uh, 337 pages, something like that. Uh, but it was really fast to read. I, I think a lot of that is because you don't have that intricate world building that you had in the first Dune book. And so this is a lot more plot driven. Uh, you don't have to establish uh, Paul as a character. You don't have to establish uh, what the House of Atreides is all about because you have that background information from the first story. So this is able to focus just more on the plot. And so with that becomes a shorter book and I think a quicker read. Uh, if you didn't enjoy the first one, Depending why you didn't enjoy it, 
if the story was too complicated, because there is a lot of complexity in the first book, um, this one is not as complex. The, in terms of criticisms, I think one critique I have, and they both deal with events that happen toward the end of the book, so I'm not going to give the specifics, but there's one point where there's an explosion. And I, I feel like after the explosion happens, it took me a few moments to say, wait, wait a minute, what, what happened? What, what just happened? Uh, and then realizing, okay, there's an explosion. Uh, because it, it's kind of a very quick mention. And then all of a sudden you're like, wait, wait, wait a minute, what's, what's going on? Uh, and there's a similar situation uh, revolving a, a character and something they go through where... I find myself sitting back like, wait a minute, what, what's going, what, why is this happening? Uh, so those would be two, uh, my two real complaints with the book in that there's a lot of build up to an event, but the event is mentioned very quickly. And then there's a lot of description about after the event. And so if, if you weren't fully attuned to the one sentence that said the event happened, uh, you're going to find yourself stepping back saying, well, wait a minute, what? What's going on? Um, but you quickly pick up what, what is happening. Um, so, yeah, there were a couple times, not only with those two events, but a couple moments where I had to kind of pause and go back and say, okay, wait a minute, what's what's going on here? So I guess for me, clarity on a couple of plot points uh, were a little uh, underdeveloped, I guess. Uh, but those are really my only complaints with this. Uh, I love how he takes the Messiah trope and inverts that and takes it in a different direction than what maybe we would expect. And uh, in a lot of ways, this becomes, uh, in terms of genre, kind of a tragedy uh, more than anything else. And really just uh, heartbreaking, um, gut-wrenching at times. Uh, but really, uh, I think more emotional for me, at least, uh, I, I didn't sit there crying or anything, but just hit me emotionally in ways that the first book did not. And so I would say that's, uh, would be a positive for book two. So I, I was going into this thinking it was going to kind of be this, uh, just get through it so you can get to children of doom, but I thoroughly enjoyed this by itself, uh, in the midst of those couple complaints, uh, four stars really enjoyed it. Uh, so if you're a fan of the first Dune book or uh, if you plan on seeing the movie later on this year and kind of want to know what happens after uh, the movie is done, I uh, really encourage you to read it. Uh, this really has me looking forward to reading Children of Dune, book number three. So uh, I don't have that one. I think that's the only book in the series I don't have yet. So I've got to get on that so I can read that and continue on the story. So... That's my review for Dune Messiah. Up next, I am starting today, I am reading Stephen King's Cujo. And I know you're saying uh, another Stephen King. I can't help it. I'm sorry. It's just so good. Um, so Cujo is my next read. And so uh, that shouldn't take too long. And we'll get a review up for Cujo coming soon. So until then, uh, Dune Messiah. Really encourage you to pick it up. A uh, couple points uh, of plot that... You're going to have to pay some attention to or go back and remind yourself what's happening. Other than that, thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, very much more simple in terms of plot and action than the first one because all of that work was done in book one. So we can just focus on the plot of book two. So 
Great follow-up to a sci-fi masterpiece. Loved it. So glad I read it. Encourage you to do so as well. So that's it for now. Thank you so much for watching or for listening, and we'll catch you back here next time. Thanks. Take care.